sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after. Dubs Anderson here filling in for Benny Stevens, our number two. And yeah, we're, we're getting amongst a little bit of everything. We're talking a little golf, the Genesis Invitational for the PGA Tour. I think this is like the first real event. All the superstars in attendance. John Rahm, how good he's playing. Roy McIlroy, Max Homer. And you throw in Tiger Woods into the mix. Okay, so Tiger Woods was meant to be hosting this tournament. He was never going to play until last week, and he sends the sports world into an absolute frenzy. But he was never going to do anything, right? He was just going to show up, hit a, hit a couple of hidden giggles. And then what do we see on Thursday? Tiger Woods playing alongside Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas. Cards are two under par. Three birdies to close off that round. And now he's suddenly in the conversation, contending here at the Genesis Invitational. I mean, for any sports fan, you can appreciate what Tiger's gone through two years ago. This is where he had... That scary car crash. We never thought he'd walk again. He, he almost lost the leg. Two under par. Look at those numbers. 121 pre-tournament. Now sitting at 80 to 1. I still wouldn't touch that. For a top 10 finish, was it plus 850? Now 2 to 1. For a top 20, plus 390. Now plus 550. The only number that I thought made a little sense was the uh, the birdies or more market in that first round. We needed four. We got that. For Tiger Woods to make the cut, it was at plus 164 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And a lot of things had to go right. And he got that yesterday. He uh, he got a nice drawing, playing with his best mates, Roy McIlroy, JT. Why does that help a golfer? Well, you feel a bit more comfortable. Tiger plays a lot of golf with these guys in the offseason. So it starts to feel like a, a bit of a fun time out there. He knows all the caddies. He knows the golf course well. He's got a very strong IQ when it comes to playing Riviera. 14 starts, 10 cuts, mate. But what's he going to need to do today on Friday, round two? I think we see a little bit of regression. I'm, I'm still waiting for a market to pop up where we can fade Tiger Woods. He's going to be a little tired. He hasn't been playing a lot of tournament golf. Six months since we've seen him at the Open Championship. I think um, if he gets off to a slow start today, he'll be battling to uh, to make it through the weekend. But either way, great to see Tiger back on the course. What do we see round one? Max Homer at seven under par. A winner here two, uh, two years back. And a winner a couple of weeks back. I mean, this kid is as hot as they get right now. For Max Homer, the next level is winning major championships. Absolutely. He is going to be here come Sunday. Now at plus 450 in the outright market. Ain't mad at it. Keith Mitchell, seven under par alongside Max Homer. Looking to get that uh, round one low score. Keith Mitchell has been playing really good. And has been playing good on some shorter golf courses. Now for Keith Mitchell, the biggest weakness he's had is the short game. He's fixed it. He's addressed it. And now we're seeing him pop up on leaderboards week in, week out. And there's still a healthy number next to Keith's name. 13 to 1? Sign me up. John Rahm shoots a six under par. I mean, Rambo, he wants that world number one spot. Scotty Scheffler currently sitting at world number one. If Rahm or Roy McIlroy were to win this event this weekend and Scotty finished out of the mix, Rambo could get back to world number one. Other notables you've got to be watching out for. And this is a name that I would absolutely jump on in the live market after round one, Colin Morikawa. He shoots five under par, and he left shots out in the golf course. The California kid, he knows these bumpy polar greens out here on the West Coast. Why is that such a thing? Well, they get a little bumpy in the afternoon. You've got to know how to play them. Not everyone who comes in from out of California 
are used to seeing that kind of surface. Colin Morikawa is. He's got the motivation after letting that uh, lead slip in Hawaii to start this year at five under par, and we got a nice little number next to his name. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be getting up to that nine to one as we welcome in our radio listeners, Channel One Five Nine. This is. The morning after, I'm Dubs Anderson. We're talking a little PGA Tour, the Genesis Invitational Round 1. Still wrapping up early this morning. And we'll also see Round 2 here on Friday. Up top of the leaderboard, it's Max Homer and Keith Mitchell at 7 under par. If you're looking for an in-play pickup, it's got to be Colin Morikawa at 9-1. to I'm that convinced that Colin has figured out that short game. He's got the confidence going again. You've got to have him on the card. Better yet. At five under par, two back. I'll throw another one at you. Colin Morikawa at nine to one to be a leader after round two. Get both of them. Correlate the bet. I'm that big on Morikawa. I think he's going to come good. Max Homer plus 240. Not bad. If we're looking for a finishing position, a couple of names who are lurking and people seem to have forgotten about it. Will Zalatoris shoots a two under par there yesterday. You can get him at close to even money. Minus 105 to finish inside the top 20, sitting at T27. We like that play. And what about tricky Ricky Fowler? Made a hole-in-one out there last week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Given the people what they wanted, three under par, plus 145 to finish inside the top 20. Stranger things? What about 50 to one the outright market? Ricky Fowler will win on the PGA Tour this season. There, I've said it. This is a guy... Last year, when the whole live thing came out of nowhere, he, he could have got the bag and jumped ship. His golf game was in a very, very bad shape. Didn't even have full status on the PGA Tour. But he said, no, 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 I'm going to stick around. I'm going to figure it out. I want to go against the best of the world. And suddenly, Ricky's figured it out. He is contending week in, week out, and he's now added that distance, and the putting's starting to come back. It looks more natural again, like the young orange god, Ricky Fowler, we were used to seeing. Three under par there yesterday. I like him for a top 20 finish at plus 145 at 50 to 1. A little baby sprinkle. Willie Z to finish inside the top 20. Tiger Woods outlook. He's up against it. Two under par there yesterday. The body is going to be aching today. If he can make it through the weekend, don't be expecting too much. He would need the golf course to really beat up the field and play to a six under, seven under par to get the job done. It's Max Homer, Keith Mitchell up top of the Genesis Invitational. If you want an in-game live pickup, it's Colin Morikawa and 9-1 to to win on Sunday. It's Colin Morikawa to be leading after round two today at 9-1 to as well. The double up. Keep it right here the morning after. Fun continues when we get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after. Happy Friday. Dubs Anderson now joined by... Good, mate. Alex Fazano. Fazano, great to see you. I feel like it's been far too long, my man, but you boys have been doing a fantastic job. And <laughs> the weekend is almost upon us with many opportunities to make that money. How are you doing? Oh, doing fantastic here, Dubs. Happy Friday. Shout out to you once again, stepping up and in this whole week on the morning after. We really appreciate it. Man, this week flew by. I think that gives us plenty of time to maybe hit the links. Are we hitting the golf course this weekend or what, Dubs? I'm going to be trying to. I don't know if I'm going to get a full 18 in, but I'm going to get the wrenches out, at least hit the range, maybe work on the short game because uh, I've got a bit of inspo lately. The PGA Tour I mentioned before the break, I'm pumped up for the golf. 
There you go. Always pumped up for the golf because golf is what we love here on the grid. Now, uh, Dubsy, you said you were hitting the range, maybe work on some iron play. Have you hit the golf at all yet? Or is this just the beginning of the season? We're slowly easing into it. What's the weather like out there in L.A.? Mate, surprisingly, LA's been a little chilly, but it's it's never too chilly for a bit of golf. But your boy's been a little mm -hmm. rusty, so we got to get it going again before I get back out there. Once they see me at the club, they come running because I'm like an ATM machine. They know I like that smoke, and if I haven't been playing, it's it's a one way ticket that doesn't end well for me. So don't tell the lads, but Dubsy's working on the short game, and then we're gonna pounce on the old uh, Saturday afternoon skins game. There you go, Dubs. You're already ahead of me. I have yet to hit the links. I am so uh, rusty with my arm swing. I can't. I don't even want to get into it. It's probably embarrassing. I'll show you. I'll, I'll take a video and I'll send it to you next week, maybe when I hit the range, just so you can give me some tips and get ready for the golf season. But hey, we got a great Benny and the Bets episode for you. Uh, two weeks ago now, it feels like like a month ago almost. Our boys were out there in Arizona for the Super Bowl, but they made a quick little pit stop over at TPC Scottsdale for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So why don't we all just take a nice deep breath, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode, Me and the Bets. There's the Super Bowl. And then there's the 16th hole at the WM Phoenix yeah, Open. Let's go! It's called the Coliseum oh. Hole for a reason. It's the best party in golf. We had to get involved. Oh. You think you have a better chance of catching a touchdown in the Super Bowl or having a hole in one at 16? Hole in one at 16. How come? Uh, it's closer. Uh, it would be tougher to hit a hole in one here for sure. The hole in one on 16. You trust your swing? Enough. Hole in one here. How come? Uh, more golf than him football. Give me some time. Give me a club. Hey guys, he needs a club. Yeah, get me on there. Catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. You trust your hands? Yeah, oh yeah. Hole one. Bad hands? Uh, bad everything, but <laughs> do a hole one. Probably catching a touchdown pass. I shank a lot of golf balls. So I feel like I could get lucky and catch a touchdown. What makes it harder? Getting the hole one or a guy that's trying to kill you when you run across the middle? <laughs> I think this hole-in-one would be really tough. Oh, definitely a touchdown pass. Hole-in-one is way too hard. Catching a pass at, uh, with Patrick Mahomes. What if Jalen Hurts is throwing it to you? I wouldn't catch it. <laughs> he just let it drop. <laughs> let, let it go. Oh, touchdown, easily. Easily. Yeah. What, what makes it so hard to hit a hole-in-one at 16? Uh, probably the wind. You know, you got a little bit of a crowd behind you. But... If I hit a golf ball in this hole, it's going to go straight into the crowd. You would worry about people's lives around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would say probably hole-in-one on 16. You know, the wind's blowing this way. You know, I got a little left to right fade yeah. here. Hole-in-one here at 16. Really? How come? Can't get shit. <laughs> what number of beer is that for you today? Only six. Only six? What are you trying to hit today? Uh, probably 14 or 15. I have had two beers. Oh, yeah. That's not that's, falling down. I'm good. I'm still in the game. Uh, well, uh, 8.30 breakfast of a hot dog started it off with yeah. a beer, so I, it's all good. You have seven beers so far today. Yeah. You're on your seventh. How many do you plan on having? Oh, uh, it's a triple, quadruple probably. We're trying to hit 30. Two beers in hand. How that's many is that for you today? Uh, I don't know. We got a stack. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Come hey. on. Casualties all part of what we we've stack. done. We got a stack maybe 20 tall? Six. <laughs> How many are you trying to get to? Whatever happens. Great form, great posture. Steps up. Rip. Ooh. Crowd around you. The swing. Look pretty good to me. You want me to hold the beer for you? All right. Just kidding. I never do that. 
Wow, that was really nice. How would you describe the atmosphere at hole oh, number 60? It's, it's electric, man. It's electric. Oh, electric. It's electric. 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 <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on. Been to the Masters, been to the Open, been to the US Open. This is the best show on tour. It's amazing. amazing. It's awesome. It's the first time I've been here, crossed it off the bucket list. It's been, it's been a blast. Best party in all of sports? Uh, the best party ever, ever. Take it back. Wow, great rhythm. Great motion through the hips. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. Pretty good rip. What do you think that landed? On the green? Holy one! Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Dubsy, man. I mean, I think there's only one word to describe that episode electric i mean let me tell you that was awesome shout out to ben and shames and the whole crew out there over at tpc scottsdale wish i could have joined you guys but hey that's what we do here on the grid uh dubs have you ever played tpc scottsdale have you ever had that electric atmosphere during a match mate so, so i've never had that electric atmosphere but uh i had a game uh, scoped out to get out there to uh, the stadium course so i roll up there and it's totally different when the stadium's and set up and I can't play golf court you know golf ball myself I need to have a bit of action in the game but they said Mark Wahlberg was here last week and he set the record for how quick he could play the stadium course it was uh, two hours and a half I'm like okay let, let's see if I can get after that so I get in the cart and you know I'm just playing a bit of speed golf not really uh, thinking two ways about it so I get to the 16th hole I'm like this doesn't even really look like it when you haven't got the stadiums <laughs> there it's just a normal golf hole and you don't have that depth perception so I put the camera phone up there. I'm like, you know, I've got to record me playing the stadium hole. I'll send it to the mates back in Australia. Anyway, I've hit this six iron much further back from the tips. I'm going, oh, no, I think this has gone in. I, I think I've just had a hole in one playing the stadium <laughs> hole on TBC Scottsdale. So I'm driving up there. And when you think that something like that's happened, the heart is beating a million miles an hour. I get up there. It's sure. about six inches behind the cup. And I think uh. I probably would have had about 90, 99 that day. I can't play golf if we got no wedge out in the course. But what if tournament i can absolutely endorse the electricity uh, on the golf course there throwing beers i mean how, how many beers did benny stevens cop on that nice shirt he was wearing i'm sure that shirt is still in the washing machine but hey dubs next time you play tpc scottsdale give me a call i'll chug some beers and i'll be yelling at you from Done. the grandstand just to give you the, the the similar atmosphere so i got you i got your back but hey Let's get into it, Dub. Some producer picks before we end this segment. It's so ironic. I was telling you during the break, you started mentioning it right before that last segment ended. You like jumping in on Colin Morikawa. That's my pick. I jumped in at 6 in the morning. You said this about 10 minutes ago. He's now at 8 to 1. I grabbed him at plus 900, 9 to 1. So, hey, jump in now, guys. Morikawa is going to be on the move all day because he is awesome. He also, what was it, tied for second last year with Cameron Young. So, you said it earlier uh, on last segment. He knows this course so give me Colin Morikawa 9 to 1 dubs I know you're on with me right hey it sounds like a team right it looks like we got Bocci uh, jumping on as well Morikawa likes the course I like his golf game and he's motivated so let's ride there you go love to see it squad ride for that one we'll go to Bocci next he's taking Kevin Horter to win the three-point contest at plus 550 he's averaging 2.63s a game and about a 39% three-point shooting percentage but I'm a little iffy on this botch only because last year, Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns won it. And I think that's just awesome when a big man wins it. So I'm going to ride with Julius Randle at plus 950 because he was a last-minute addition. And I think that's pretty random. So I don't know. Why not just have some fun with it? But I think you got to ride with Bocce, right, Dubs? Oh, this is a tough one. I've actually, I've gone another direction. But I mean, the three-point contest, it's its hit and miss. So uh, heard of their three, three what's 
50, plus 550. Okay, I'll ride with Botch. He hasn't been wrong in the past. There you go, Botch the basketball man. Uh, maybe I'll throw a little sprinkle, because why not? Let's have some fun this All-Star weekend. And last but not least, Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer, going with UPenn, plus 2.5 against Yale at even money. Look, Yale 6-4 and four on the road ATS. Penn is 6-4 and four at home ATS. So this can go either way. Why not just take the dog and, you know, take the points? I'll ride with you, Jesse. I'm riding. I'm riding two and a half. Done deal. Going on the road. Ivy League basketball. Come on now. That's the way we start Friday for Zano. You're coming in here. Addition dimes. The boys behind the scenes. You don't miss. Electric. One electric segment. Electricity across the board. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson here on a Friday. Getting you sorted. Everything you need to know in the association. We now welcome in basketball insider Evan Sideri. Evan, great to see you, my man. I feel like it's been a minute. We don't have a lot going on today, but we got a lot coming up this weekend. It's the All-Star Weekend, and we had a lot going on last night. I want to get your thoughts. The Clippers taking on the Phoenix Suns. The Clippers got it done. I lost a ticket. I was all over Phoenix in this one. The Clips win it 116 to 107. Kawhi decides to just take over this game in the third. What did you think? Yeah, this Clippers team, really more of a long-term thought too, but this, this Clippers team with Kawhi Leonard as of late, they've been absolutely fantastic. They've been actually carrying a 60% winning percentage over the last six weeks of the season when Kawhi Leonard does play. They're 22 and 11 in those games. And I think getting great value on this Clippers team right now after their deadline moves they've made. I think they're under the radar moves. Get Eric Gordon on board there as well. Bones Highland. Mason Plumley's a great passing big man too to back up a beats of Zubots. We've seen before Kawhi Leonard on the biggest stages. He does always delivers one of the clutchest players in the NBA. They're currently plus twelve hundred to win the title on FanDuel. I think that's a really good value player now as far as Clippers team goes because there's a really soft part of their schedule coming up here, Dubs, where they could really get into a group here. And I actually like the long term here to go up against this Phoenix team and go up against Denver. They're right there in that tier two to me, right below those two teams for the Clippers. Really impressive win again last night for Kawhi and the Clips. I was going to ask you, who would you have confidence in once we hit the postseason? Obviously, we need a bit more to play out here. But, you know, Kawhi and uh, Paul George last night, they stood up when they needed to. Chris Paul, Devin Booker did not. But you welcome in. Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant, and that's going to be a scary three. I mean, Aiden there as well in the mix. Who would you trust more in the post? Yeah, right now, the Kevin Durant trade, I think, is the huge just pendulum shift there. I, I was kind of lower on Phoenix the last couple of months after their good start just because the injuries hit, and I didn't know if their ceiling was that big this year with the way Chris Paul's been playing. But adding Kevin Durant now into the mix, one of the greatest scorers of all time, still averaging around 30 points per game. He can shoot officially all around the court with alongside Devin Booker now as the number two option. That's a scary one-two offensive combination now in Phoenix. So I would lean towards Phoenix there, but I would actually really like Los Angeles in that series to make it very competitive and close. Denver as well as a good value as well with Nicole Jokic probably on his way to the third MVP there. So those are the three teams to me, but right now I would definitely say Phoenix. And they're probably right behind them as far as trust factor. I'd probably go Los Angeles Clippers there. I like that. You can see on uh, that graphic, the Bucks are plus 430 to take out the big dance. 12 straight wins now for the Bucks. They get it done last night over the Bulls, 112 to 100. It was big bad. Brooke Lopez going off 
for an evening. 33 points. And Giannis looked to have had uh, a bit of a spill there with the wrist injury. What do you make of this run from the Bucks right now? Yeah, definitely showing they're one of the best teams in the NBA, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And that Giannis injury, uh, I'm not really concerned about it long term, just with his wrist. I think they're being very cautious about it heading to the All-Star break. So I'm not worried about that Giannis injury long term with them. But the way they're playing right now, just incredible. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton back in the mix there. Giannis playing at an MVP, top two, top three player in the world right now. The way he's playing, averaging around 35 points per game, 12 rebounds, three or four assists per game, dominating on defense too. Just Giannis being Giannis at this point, Dubs. And it's incredible the way his Bucks team play right now. Boston's still favoring them over in the Eastern Conference right now on FanDuel. But I actually would really like Milwaukee over Boston right now. I know Boston has the depth. They have the star power, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They have a great young coach in Joe Missoula. But Giannis has proven before he can put a team on his back and carry him to the finals there. So I, right now, if we're looking at the halfway point of the All-Star break and look at future value, I really like Milwaukee coming out of the East right now. I like it there. And uh, you can see the Clippers still at a healthy number as well, 12-1. to 1. They could be rising up the ranks the further we get into the season. Speaking of rising, what about the Rising Stars tournament we got coming up this weekend? Evan, you're going to have to break this one down for me. How does it work? Who are we looking for? How can we make a couple of bucks? Yeah, for this one, I would try to target, if you can, when player props come out, because it's so undetermined how guys are going to be playing these types of games. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of defensive effort, of course. It's going to be a lot of offense production. So I would look for guys on teams like with Paolo Bancaro, Benedict Mathur, and the top two in the rookie of the year race, aggressive scorers in the spot. So it's to be a great target to value them there. Team Powell obviously has the most talented roster, so I think the odds there are right on the money there. So I would lean towards Team Powell. Team Darren, too, has a really solid roster. But I would target the young superstars here in this rising star spot. Paolo Bancaro, Benedict Mathur, and the Pacers. I think those are the two, two players to watch out for there. I like it. Uh, Three-point contest. This is probably one of the ones that uh, I really do enjoy. It's exciting. There's a lot of skill required. There's a bit of showmanship, a bit of pizzazz. And we got a few superstars lined up for this one. I mean, we uh, we had Alex talking about Julius Randle getting the late start. I'm big on Dame time, Dame Lillard. How do we approach the three-point contest? I really love here Buddy Heal for the Indiana Pacers. I know he's the betting favorite there at plus 420, but it's hard to go against Buddy Heal the way he's playing right now. By far, the leader in NBA three-pointers made. He's been a marksman throughout his career, even dating back to his college career at Oklahoma. Just a pure stroke that Buddy Heald has. He's well on his way to have 300-plus threes here in a season, which would be one of the franchise records for the Indiana Pacers. So I love Buddy Heald there as the favorite at plus 420. I think that's great value to capitalize on even still as the there for Buddy Heald there. And actually keep an eye out there for his teammate Tyrese Halliburton at plus 650. I know the shooting stroke looks a little bit weird for Tyrese, but I watched him in practice before with the racks. He actually comes out really well there. So I like Tyrese Halliburton there as a value play at plus 650 as well. I like it. What's the key to getting it done in the three-point contest, seven? Have you just got to be a cool customer? I mean, you know all eyes are on you. When you get out outside there as well, that's such a tough shot to make. But you see these players, once they get hot, they get hot and they can clip off a good five, six, seven in a row. Yeah, it's all about the hot hand theory here, Dubs. And and that's why I'm leaning towards guys at the highest three-point percentage, like Buddy Heald. I think yeah. he could easily get hot from one or two racks there, make all on, on the board there. And that could really be the key difference. So I, I, I like Buddy Heald there, but target the guys at the highest three-point percentage. Just might be an easy answer there. But for a competition like this, that's where I would go.
I love it. Buddy Hill still with a massive number there, to, uh, despite being your favorite. One of the contests of the All-Star Weekend, Evan, I've got to be honest, for me, it feels like it's lost a bit of steam. The old uh, the old dunk contest. You know, we used to see some special stuff back in the day. We used to see the superstars getting involved in this one. I'm looking at the list here, not to, uh, you know, put holes through the cast that we got lining up for the dunk contest, but it doesn't wow me. And some of the dunks we've seen in recent years, that hasn't impressed me much either. But who out of the list stands out to you as maybe getting ready to put on a show? Yeah, for me, I would actually target here Jericho Sims of New York Knicks. I, he's the seven-footer from New York. He's actually had a good season so far for the Knicks as a reserve big man. I really like him. Mac McClung is a favorite of a lot of people from Philadelphia on their G League affiliate. But we've seen before big men, when they pull out these shocking dunks like Dwight Howard about a decade ago, he can go out and, and steal the show there. So I actually really like Jericho Sims on the value there for the New York Knicks. I think it could be a really good value play, but the favorite there, Mac McClung, is a good one too. So those are the two I look at. What's the selection criteria there, Evan? I mean, I remember watching Mac McClung when he was coming through high school and he was, you know, blazing on social media with all these uh, wow dunks that he was putting up. Hasn't really done much in the association. You mentioned, uh, you know, playing with the G League affiliate. Is it like social power, you know, the social media hierarchy they're going after? Are they about the clicks or do they really think that Mac McClung can come from nowhere and win this thing? I think it might be a little bit of both because Matt McClung is a really, really athletic player, a really good dunker. We've seen it throughout his collegiate career, but also he has a huge following on social media. I think that's a big part of it too. So I think a, a little blend of both, I would say, but I think Matt McClung, he could really put on a show. He mentioned in an interview that he's has two or three dunks lined up that we've never seen before. I know a lot of guys say that, but we'll actually see how it pans out here this weekend. Two or three dunks. Okay, now I'm actually interested. I'm going to have to watch the dunk contest because I do like my guy, Mac McClung. What about the All-Star game? How do we approach this one? Um, Giannis is one captain. We don't know if he's going to uh, be out there on the floor. The big fella, LeBron James. I mean, yes, LeBron, you get another celebration, another party. It's all about you. He's had the hot hand coming in here. How do you approach it, though? Are we expecting points? Do we uh, expect LeBron to get the best players first? What are you looking for? I think for me, the easy spot here, without knowing the rosters ahead of time, you're not going to know right before tip-off. I think live betting is a good one here, but I think the, t the over here in an All-Star game is what I would be doing. I'd be rooting for points here. There's going to be no defense played at all. 323.5, I think, is a solid number for this. We've seen this go over before. So I like the over here. There's going to be no defense. It's going to be all about LeBron James celebrating his point total, his career mark so far. So I like LeBron MVP. He has an okay game even. I think it's going to be all based around LeBron. I love the over there too. Yeah, me too. Uh, past five MVPs of the game, Steph, Giannis, Kawhi, KD, and LeBron James. If you're banking on someone to excel, someone to thrive over there in Salt Lake City on Sunday, who are you looking at? Because there's some good numbers on this board, Evan. Yeah, for me, I think a good value play would actually be Ja Morant at plus 1,100. He's been in, in the news recently for the Grizzlies with his comments about the Western Conference them being fine in the West. Now we're seeing all these teams making these win-now moves, Kyrie Irving in Dallas, Kevin Durant in Phoenix, for example. So I think we could see a motivated Ja Morant kind of put his head down and go to work, have a couple of highlight dunks in this contest, go for like 25 or 30 points if he's given the minutes workload there. So as far as a dartboard throw, I actually really like Ja Morant there at 11-1. to 1. I like it. What's it take to win that award, Evan? Is it putting on a show, you know, a bit of pizzazz, or is it just going to be leading points? Because it takes a certain individual to play in the all-star game and just keep putting up shot after shot and not giving uh, some of the other players a bit of a chance. 
Yeah, I think it really is just a hot hand. I think it is just the aggressive scorers and really the star players. I mean, LeBron, Giannis, if he does play, I, I doubt he does now with this wrist injury, but LeBron's a good one. John Moran out of 1,100 is a good one. And also, I look at Donovan Mitchell plus 1,400 and has returned to Salt Lake City as a former Utah Jazz player. So that's another underrated one to look at there. Like it. Evan Sideri, join us here on the morning after, breaking it all down for All-Star Weekend. Evan, I've got to now go think of what I would do for the dunk contest. If I was to get out there and challenge Mac McClung and my head is spinning, he's got new dunks coming. Evan, always appreciate my man. Enjoy the weekend. Cash some tickets when we return. Greg Mish here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in to the morning after Dubs Anderson. And it's a big week for baseball. Pitches and catches reporting to duty. Seeing who's reporting here on a Friday night, Friday morning, I should say. I'm already thinking about the weekend. MLB insider Craig Mish. Craig, always a pleasure to catch up with you, my man. You must be excited that baseball is back. Opening day, March 30, not too, uh, not too far away. Yeah, great to be on with you, Dubs, as always. Great to see you filling in. And yeah, I was uh, at spring training yesterday, and so naturally back hosting my shows today. But next week, I'll have some time off, so get a chance to go visit with some of the teams. I have four teams within uh, my area within like an hour. The Astros, the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Cardinals. And I get to see the Mets a bunch too. So that's sort of my region. I feel like I have a good feel on those teams by the end of the spring. Craig, it's meant to be a week off and you're going around to see all these teams, media commitments. I mean, <laughs> you've got to put the feet up and, and take a bit of you time before the I season know. gets underway. But you know me, Craig, I'm out here on the West Coast. I'm, I'm always asking about the Dodgers, how they're going to do. But let's yeah. start with the Angels. Show Otani in front of the press there yesterday. And as it stands, um, he's focused on the Angels as of now. Not in the future, as of now. Scary. Yeah, I think for the Angels, this really is because I, I think that at the end of the season, Dubs, if he finishes the season with the Angels, I, I don't know that there's any team out there that's going to be able to certainly persuade him to sign with them just based on money. I think that this is going to be his choice. Remember, he is not breaking the bank currently, playing for the Angels as well. So uh, if the Angels don't have a great season, I think he's just going to go somewhere that he wants to win and basically to you know, get down and dirty here a little bit. The Angels could offer him 10 years, 500 million dubs. But, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, a little bit less money to go play with the Dodgers or the Padres or the Mets or the Yankees or someone else, I think he may take advantage of that opportunity. And so the Angels dubs are also in a really tough spot because they're going to get to July 31st. They're going to look at the standings. And if they're out of it, what do they do? Do they trade Shohei Otani and just say, hey, we got to make the right move for the future, regardless if he comes here. And, and by the way, Dubs, I think if they do that, there's no chance that Otani returns. So very complicated situation for sure for the most valuable player right now in Major League Baseball. But the sense I get is the Angels have to take a significant step forward in terms of winning for him to return there next year. Do you think they can, Craig? They're currently listed the FanDuel Sportsbook at 18-1 to 1. In the AL, the Astros up top at three one. Then you've got the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays at seven to one. What do you make of the Angels? I mean, they feel like they've been a little underwhelming in past seasons. 
Yeah, and, and it's not for lack of spending. It's just they haven't spent it in the right areas. Uh, remember, they gave, I believe, $250 million or something like that to Anthony Rendon coming off a World Series championship. That years back, it was a fellow by the name of Justin Upton that they broke a bank for in, bank for in the outfield trying to pair these guys with Mike Trout. But all along the line, not really having the starting pitching, I feel like they've made improvements in that area this year. They added Tyler Anderson. Their pitching staff definitely better than what it was a year ago. They also, in the draft dubs, drafted all pitchers a couple of years ago, too, to sort of implement that strategy. But uh, in in the end, if, if they get to the point where they have to choose of being buyers or sellers, I think this team will be a buyer. I think they will go for it. But still, still very formidable looking at the division. I think it's probably a wild card or bust for them. And so naturally, the Angels have teased us before, Dubs. It's really hard to buy into thinking that they can do anything else except forget the wild card. But maybe the wild card would be enough for Otani to stay. We'll see. And Craig, uh, you, you mentioned buying in. It's certainly what we saw from uh, the Yankees last last year at the trade deadline. Frankie Montas, they bring in uh, the big right-hander, and it sounds like it's not good news coming out of New York. There's an injury. It's going to require surgery, and it could take a season. This is not good at all. Yeah, and, and a, a very significant trade for them, giving up prospects and, and sort of planning for Montas to be a young pitcher in their future with a with surgery that he is going for on the 21st. This would not portend to us seeing him any time before maybe July or August at the very earliest. Now, the good news for the Yankees is it looks like this morning Nestor Cortez is already throwing off a mound, so while he may not be available immediately, first five right out of the gate, let's be honest, it's a 162-game season if Cortez time through, third time through in the middle of April or, or at the beginning of May. Perfectly fine for the Yankees. They won't need that. They have enough starting pitching. Uh, but yeah, Dubs, long term, it's probably something that they're going to need to figure out for this year because of the Rays, I, I would say probably a better pitching going into the season for sure. But the division, I think, honestly, Dubs, is not as strong as it really used to look on paper. I mean, the Orioles didn't do a ton in the offseason. The Blue Jays will be good. But let's be honest, they weren't great last year. They just were very good. So the Yankees can kind of sniff around and hang around all season like they did last year. In the end, though, to get deep into the season and into the postseason, they're going to have to add a pitcher. They're not afraid to. I think they'll probably have to do it again. Maybe they're looking back, uh, Dubs. They made a trade. Uh, at the deadline last year, they traded Jordan Montgomery to St. Louis for Harrison Bader. And at the time, it looked like a really good trade for the Yankees because they needed that center fielder. But now I think they may need a pitcher a little bit more. With uh, with the betters knowing that MLB season is not too far away, do early, any of the early numbers stand out for the Yankees, Craig? Uh, plus 110 to AL East, take out the pennant, plus 320 and 8-1 in the World Series. Or is this a market that maybe you'd hold off on to just until we see a little more out of the pinstripes. Yeah, you know, for me, Dubs, the East is always something that you could circle amongst those three things. But for me, when it comes to the Yankees, I feel like you're always paying a tax on them. Uh, you know, it's a Tiger Woods tax, Dubs. It's an Alabama Crimson Tide. It's a Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, in the past, it was Tom Brady. You know, like I just don't ever feel like you're getting full value because of the pinstripes. So it's not a team I usually recommend betting on or over when it comes to the season win totals. It's not a team I usually bet or recommend betting to win the World Series just because I don't think that you're ever going to get value. Uh, you know, Dubs, the books have to protect against the Yankees for the simple fact it's a great story I always tell with Notre Dame or all these other teams too. They, uh, you know, Dubs, if you don't know any better, 
and and you fly dubs from LA to Vegas and you're you and your buddies are getting ready to bet the weekend you're like hey let's go bet a futures bet on major league baseball and dubs you know nothing about baseball you're staring up you're like oh New York Yankees that seems like a good bet books have to protect against them because everybody knows who the Yankees are so for me I always pass with them and I move on to somebody else would you move on to the uh, the other team in New York the Mets, we've seen a lot of money spent this offseason. Justin Verlander, Sanger, David Robinson. Are they the best team in New York? I think so, yeah. I, no, I, I think that the, the Mets will be better than the Yankees, but will they be better than the Phillies and will they be better than the Braves? I mean, that, that still remains to be seen. And I like the ad of Justin Verlander, but remember they lost Jacob deGrom and, you know, certainly they re-signed all of their guys too. But I, I don't think that the Mets are that much better than they were on paper a year ago they'll probably get close to 95 100 wins in the end last year that was not enough to win the division the atlanta braves dubs ended up winning that division so the, i think the mets will be back in the postseason i think they've got a great shot to win the division but those other two teams in the division are going to fight their you know what's to beat the mets and the difference between the mets now and the mets in the past is that dubs we would go into the year just expecting at some point the mets to fail and just blow it and everyone would make fun of them now they're at the top with the money that they're spending and everybody's coming for them. So they haven't had to be in this position in a while and we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom, I'm sorry, Scherzer and Verlander dubs. They're just looking for those guys to make 25 starts. They need them for the postseason. Uh, they need Starling Marte to get healthy for the postseason. They need Pete Alonso to be on the field and, and Lindor on paper. Mets are great, but on paper didn't get very far last year. So we'll see how it works out. MLB season, not too far away. Is it fair to say, Craig, that uh, the NL East is the strongest division in baseball? The Braves, Mets, Phillies, Marlins, and the Nationals? Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think that the Braves are the favorite for good reason. The Braves, I think, still are the best team in the division. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that they have anyone dubs to call up this season to win Rookie of the Year. They had two of those guys last year, maybe three. They had Michael Harris. They had Spencer Strider. And they also had this kid, Vaughn Grissom, who's going to take over this year for Dansby Swanson. I, I don't know that they have three more of those to call up this year, but I, I think the Braves, with their starting pitching and bringing back mostly everyone, and then the addition at catcher of Sean Murphy to go along with Travis Darnot, to me, they're still the class. Philadelphia cannot be slept on. They've made some nice additions in terms of their bullpen in the offseason. I think they're going to be very strong as well. The key will be getting Bryce Harper back at some point this season to get them over the top. Yeah, big uh, big numbers being presented here by the FanDuel Sportsbook. There was a market for uh, a World Series special for the Yankees and the Mets to take it out at 4-1, to one, going up against the field there at minus 550. I don't know, Craig. Uh, I, I think I'll probably hold off on running to the window to punch this ticket in, but uh, what do you think? 4-1, to one, the Mets and the Yankees to win it all going against the field. Yeah, I would throw the Mets in there with Houston, I feel like, or Cleveland, or take a shot with somebody else. I don't know, Dubs. I've been down this Yankees road so many times for the last few years. You know, ESPN is doing this big documentary on all the seasons that the Yankees ended up winning the championship. And, and I mean, this was so long ago at this point, Dubs, 96. And it was a dynasty, 96, 98, 99, uh, 2000. And they won another one, I believe, in 09. I mean, this is a long time ago, Dubs. Like, you know, don't don't get bought into this Yankees mystique. Find yourself some other team in the American League Fight. to pair up with the Mets. Mets, I think, is a nice, legitimate shot. Verlander, Scherzer, yes, two times in a seven-game series. But, Dubs, the Yankees get to the postseason 
And all these guys who clear that right field porch that are left-handed hitters, they got to go somewhere else on the road. They don't hit. They don't hit when they get to the postseason. Judge still hits, uh, but it's not enough, man. It's not enough. They, they, They need to round out that lineup a little bit more and put the ball in play a little bit more. I know baseball's changed the rules quite a bit. Maybe that will affect things too, but... Uh, Yankees to win the division, sure. Yankees to win, you know, the American League, maybe to win the World Series. No thanks. You're saying it's a stretch. I look forward to seeing uh, Aaron Judge back in the mix. I can't imagine he's going to get close to that number that he got to last season. So uh, it might be an opportunity on that side of things. Star power, Craig. We're all about it in uh, the, these big time sports leagues. Who's going to be that guy? MVP honors. You know, we mentioned Shohei Otani at the top of the segment. He's at plus 220 in the AL. Juan Soto, plus 550 in the National League. Do we get chalky in this betting market, or is there value somewhere else? Yeah, I, I think Acuna on the Braves is 100% healthy this year, Dubs. And, and I think that based off the last year and a half, I think he's got a lot to prove. He did not, he was not on that field when the Braves won the World Series. He was hurt, and last year wasn't 100%. Um, you know, I believe he's a hundred percent now. And so, uh, AL, AL, it's really hard. It's like a two, two player race all the time with Otani and Trout, but the NL I think is wide open. And so for me, that's the direction that I probably would go. I'm also curious to see how Trey Turner does in Philadelphia. They announced he's going to lead off. So, you know what that means, dubs, most played appearances in the national league when you're leading off on the Philadelphia Phillies, that's for sure. So Turner is another one that I would look to for. Yeah, I hope he really does well out east. Uh, the Dodgers will not uh, will not miss him. The Astros are favorites right now to take out the World Series 6-1. to one. The Dodgers plus 750, and the Yankees currently sitting at 8-1. to one. Craig Mish, before we get you out of here, because we're going to see you coming up uh, in a couple of minutes, who's the team to watch out for this season, MLB? Maybe sneaking under the radar. Yeah, Seattle. I think Seattle is that one yeah. team. They've made some nice offseason acquisitions. They played very well. In, in the postseason last year, they came up a little bit short. They have Julio Rodriguez. You know, before Julio Rodriguez, it was Fernando Tatis Jr. Rodriguez is that next star that every everyone knows him already, does, but everyone will really know him this year. They're 18 to 1. That would be the one that I would uh, take a shot at. There it is, the one and only Craig Mish. Craig, we're going to see you back on the screen in about 10 minutes. I That's think right. hosting uh, Fantasy Sports today, then Newswire. Then you're taking a week off next week to do more work. Craig Mish. Enjoy the weekend. Bring on baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after happy Friday. I'm Dubs Anderson and hey, appreciate you coming along for the last couple of hours. Appreciate you joining us here this week, having a bit of fun, dishing out a couple of dimes, getting you set up for success with everything going on in the sports betting world. On the nightly, we got games going on. Make sure you keep it here on the nightly on the Sports Grid Network. You'll see myself and Joe Ranieri, in-game live primetime, circling these games, finding ways to jump in and make a couple of bucks. And we got plenty of ways to do that this weekend. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. Oh, are you ready for the All-Star Weekend? You know LeBron James is. He's the only one who cares about it. But if we can bet on it, okay, now I care about it. I'm actually looking to the three-point contest 
coming up here on Saturday evening over there in Salt Lake City. Where are we going with this? Buddy Heald? Okay, he's your uh, he's your favorite on the board as it stands, rightfully so, at 42.6% from beyond the arc. But what about my guy Dame Lillard? Dame time. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. At plus 470, that's the value I need in my life. Fourth in the NBA in terms of point scoring. He's at 46% the last three from beyond the arc. He's at 37.2% for the season at shooting threes. But he's got that X factor. This is the three-point contest. You need a little bit of moxie. You need a little bit of showmanship. You need a bit of pizzazz in your life. In Dame time for me, whether he's wearing the Rolex or the Casio at plus 470, we're absolutely going to cash it with Dame on Saturday to take out the three-point contest. He's the coolest kid out there on the floor. He can be looking real slick once we get to that three-point contest. So that's where we're going to make a couple of shekels here on Saturday. And for all you punters, all you sports bettors, keep it right here on the Sports Grid Network. I know I've had a blast. Ben Stevens back on Monday morning. To all the producers, Bocci, Fasano, Jesse on the back end, John Shames, appreciate you guys. Let's cash a couple of tickets. Let's have some fun. Let's back some winners. You know what they say. Smarter to be on Sports Grid, baby. Go and have yourself a Friday. It's the morning after. Enjoy. Enjoy.